0: Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, bless you, church. And uh, it's good to see you, all of you. Praise God um I need you to do something. I need you to um, uh, bless you folks um, you can um, we... Um, You're making me more nervous, all right, so. <laughs> I was sitting over there earlier thinking, and we we love and appreciate all of you so very much, and um, I've certainly missed being here and seeing all of you, but it's been fun being back. We were a tad, to be honest with you, I think we were a tad nervous about coming back Sunday, and something happened. We walked in the door with Pastor Johnny and sat down. We're uh, we decided to sit with the staff because we're now the global pastors and so uh, I keep feeling like I need to be somewhere on the globe. but uh, anyway, uh, we're sitting over there and it's fun. And when worship started, uh, and we just don't I don't know if all of you know how blessed we are to have Pastor John and the worship team. Uh, they are uh, boy we got to go to several 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 churches Um, and we enjoyed all of them but um, we prayed for some of them right during worship and uh, we just thought to ourselves oh we are so blessed my goodness we are so blessed and uh, you are we all are uh, with the team and the musicians and uh, they're just all fantastic and uh, just incredible Um, we want to welcome all of those of you that are online. Uh, God bless each and every one of you and, and uh, pray you stay with us. I know a lot of times on Facebook or whatever you're watching on, you're, you have a tendency to go and cut out, come back. Stay with us. Um, and um, I think God's going to just bless you for doing that. I know He is. But I want to thank our lead pastor, Pastor Johnny, for. Uh, allowing me and asking me about speaking tonight. He had an event that he needed to be at. Um, but anyway, I had no intention of coming back and, and speaking here for quite a while. and, and I was, um, but I was pleased and uh, excited when he uh, asked me to speak tonight, and it's on the gifts. Uh, Pastor Matt did an incredible job last week teaching on the first five gifts of the Manifestation Verbal Gifts, and uh, I listened to it on YouTube, and, and I'm taking notes, and uh, had a sheet of notes that uh, uh, I'm like, oh, that's, that's good. And uh, so it's just good to be back with all of you, and, and uh, I appreciate it so much. But you need to probably pray for me, really, truly because uh, we, uh, we expected to be in several churches and traveling and me- had some meetings lined up and uh, faced a little bit of uh, some physical challenges and the doctor said, I'm grounding you, you can't go anywhere. And so it involved my immune system, but the good news is I am doing marvelous. I'm doing great. I'm doing fabulous. and. God is good. He's good all the time. Praise God forever. He is good all the time. Um, And um, coming back on campus this week, um, you know, I I was like, wow, I don't have pressure. (laughs) I don't feel any pressure. you guys pray for Pastor Matt. He he is the executive pastor here. He needs your prayer. He got a lot to do, but he is he's sharp as a tack, but uh, good preacher and a great great administrator. But um, he does have a lot of things going on. And um, Pastor Matt, I I walked by the front of the campus and I I saw some flowers there and I saw a weed, and I just walked on by. Uh, <laughs> And um, I, I would never probably have done that before, and I walked on by. But the next day, it was still there. And I, I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to go pull it up. I'm, I could not stand it. I, I went and pulled it up. But I said, that's it. There was another one. I'm leaving you. Somebody else can get you. Um, but um, thank God for his goodness and mercy. And I thank God for what I see happening and hear happening. It's exciting to say the least. Well, let me get into the, the gifts, um, the manifestation gifts. And some would call them the verbal gifts because um, verbalizing, speaking is uh, involved with every one of these gifts. So um, that's why some in the past and, and present would call them Verbal gifts, such as prophecy. Uh, it's a, verbal gifts, people speaking, uh, such as, uh, okay, the word of knowledge, of course, the word of knowledge, uh, and uh, healings. He covered those three last week, um, or two of them. Uh, working of miracles, he ended with that one. Um, I need a miracle to be able to finish all this tonight. Uh, faith and word of wisdom. So our words are, are used to in these gifts, and um, we're going to look at them. We're going to look at the last four. Um, we know something about all you that attend on Wednesday night. We know that you're just, uh, you're, you're rock solid. We know that you're interested in the word, you're, you're not interested in fluff, you are interested, you can dig into the Word, all right? So uh, I'm saying that by, I'm prophesying over you, all right, <laughs> that um, that's going to happen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for these wonderful people and those online that are watching. I pray, oh Lord God, that the hand of God, the presence, the anointing of God would just Touch every person in this place, and even those, God, that are watching that need a special touch from you. God, there are those that are watching that wonder where you are. God, they're wondering why you haven't come through in the way they thought you should or could. God, I ask you, touch them. May they sense your divine presence. And Lord, minister to all of our lives as we look at your word. And God, as your word commands us, instructs us to desire the gifts, I pray that a holy desire would enter our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, let me read you a scripture Um, It just goes through uh, all of these that uh, Pastor Matt started last week, and Lord willing, we'll conclude tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10. I'm going to read in the New King James Version. There's so many good versions out there. Uh, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Uh, The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each believer. How many of you are believers here tonight? It's given to you for the profit of all. For the profit of all, it's given to you for the profit of even those you may not even realize you have ministered to through the gift that God uh, has given you. So for the one, for two, one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. Uh, To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. So there is the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge of faith, There is the gifts of healings, the working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, gifts of tongues. Ah, let me stop right there. Gifts of tongues. The gift we're going to talk about tonight, as far as tongues is concerned, is the public uh, manifestation or the public utterance of uh, tongues. So for those of you that are new to our church and uh, I, I just trust that if this is totally new to you, that you will talk to someone, a teacher here, a pastor here, if you need further instruction in this. And, uh, but tongues is, are real. Tongues are real. Heavenly language is real. And just like French, Spanish, uh, and any other language in the world, it is real. It is a heavenly language. But when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit we receive our personal, private prayer language, and this is the gift of speaking out or the gift of, of the Spirit to speak out a word of utterance for others. The, the other is us praying to God, and we'll get to that in a moment, but the public utterance or manifestation to others, a group, or um, maybe even the entire church. So uh, gifts of tongues. Number nine, gifts of interpretation of tongues. Um, The very next time I'm speaking somewhere else is on Pentecost Sunday. I'm looking forward to that because I love talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And if you've never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I challenge you, why don't you Why don't you, between now and even the day of Pentecost, you be reading, you be seeking. Well, you don't have to wait. You can be baptized in the Holy Spirit tonight. That's the good news, amen? Uh, Right around these altars, you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So, um, these gifts, as Pastor Matt mentioned last week, are available to believers. But this gift of the public utterance in tongues you do need uh, the baptism in the Holy Spirit or the ability to speak in tongues uh, by the Spirit to be a part of or use that gift in your life. Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. Um, I may have to do something I haven't done in a long time. The, they, they've dimmed the lights or something. The lights are not as bright uh, up here as they, um, I remember. Um, And they're dark in my office, too. I I couldn't believe uh, the lights in there were dark. How many of you know what I'm talking about? uh, Those of you that are 45 and above, all of a sudden you're in a restaurant, and it's like, whoa, what's like? There's not enough light in here, and your eyes are... I need a tune-up of LASIKs, That's what I need. And the guys just turned the lights up. All right, so... (laughs) I think a miracle has just happened. I can see better. 1 Corinthians 12 and 11. But one in the same spirit works all these things. Is that verse up there? Oh, no, I don't see it. No. Okay. Well. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. But one and the same Spirit works all these things. All these gifts are by the Holy Spirit distributing to each one individually as He wills. So notice that the Holy Spirit distributes all these gifts as He wills. Now, God wants you and I, every one of us as believers, to operate in one, well, let me see here, all right. Um, and um, every one of us, the interpretation of, of tongues, the word of wisdom. Some of you have operated in the word of wisdom and maybe you didn't even realize it. So all of these gifts are for us, the discerning of spirits. So every one of us uh, have uh, maybe have been used in several of these or maybe most of these in our life. And maybe you are not even aware of it. Speaking a word of knowledge to someone. Okay, now let me read you a scripture in 1 Corinthians 12:31. We're gonna look at several scripture. So the Bible tells us, Paul and Timothy, study to show yourself to unto God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. Uh, down further in the same chapter where he said the Holy Spirit uh, distributes these individually as he wills. Uh, But then he says, 1 Corinthians 12, 31, but earnestly desire. Say that with me, earnestly desire. But earnestly desire the best gifts, plural, but earnestly desire the best gifts. Wait a minute. Uh, I thought the Holy Spirit just gave them out. No, it is the will of the Holy Spirit to distribute the gifts, but he says to us, now, here's your part in this. You are to earnestly desire the gifts, and then he will individually distribute them when we desire them, all right? Um, God help us. And he says, but earnestly desire the best gifts. Now, out of the nine, which which one is the best gift? Well, the one that is needed the most at the moment is the best gift. In essence, I mean, if you're sick and you come to the altar and uh, someone says, I'm, I'm, be, I, I'm used in the gifts. Uh, I, uh, I have a word of knowledge. You're sick. Um, that person is like, I already know I'm sick. I need the gifts of healings and uh, on my body, I need to walk away healed. Uh, uh, I'm, thank God you're used in the word of knowledge, but I already know that, okay? And so they, they don't need the word of wisdom. No, they need uh, laying on of hands. They need the prayer of faith, uh, prayed the word of healing over their lives. So, um, the one needed in the moment at the time of need, uh, the one that edifies others, um, is the one that is needed. Now, I like this term uh, that Paul uses, earnestly desire. The word uh, earnestly means we are serious. We're serious about something. Uh, For several months now, um, I have been a little fascinated with the whole concept of our desires. And several months ago, I I asked uh, the admin, I said, would you run me off a lot of scripture, uh, or all the scripture that have to do with desires? And they gave me uh, uh, those scriptures. I started looking through them. But when I came across this this study, or this uh, was asked to speak, and I started looking at the scripture, earnest desire. uh, Means we're serious and means that action uh, will follow. You were asked last week to desire, to put into action what you were hearing And I want to challenge you. I don't want you to let this just go over you. We're all commanded to earnestly desire. Did you hear what I just said? All of those of you online, you are commanded to earnestly desire the gifts to be used uh, for the profit of all. So we earnestly desire them. Um, We may say we desire something, but are we really serious unless we put it into action. Um, There are people that have told me in the past, uh, well, if God wants to baptize me in the Holy Spirit, he'll do it. And I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, God wanted to save you a long time before you got saved, but he didn't just save you. It took you repenting. So he's not just going to do it. The Holy Spirit will distribute after you earnestly ask and desire. So." Um, but we got, we got to get serious. And when we're serious, we will act. So maybe you desire a home. What is your action plan? You desire a home. So what is your action plan? Number one, you should always pray. Pray always about everything. Number two, you start looking. You look at inventory. You got a realtor. You you go looking and wondering and fixing or, or looking at a budget. And then you probably need to start saving up money, so it takes an action plan to buy a house. What about the desire to lose weight? everybody it seems like most people desire to lose weight, but the desire is not serious and I've been there too uh, and uh, faced some physical things i it just it just went, thank God. But uh, uh, a desire to lose weight. In January, the whole country is focused on, it seems like, every year. Um, and New Year's resolution, I'm gonna lose weight this year. February rolls around, eh, you know. Um, I lost some weight in January, a half and a pound. And so uh, <laughs> we're back to going to and do what we, we do, but desire to lose weight. It, you, first of all, you pray. A lot of people leave that one out. They pray. And then you start eating better. You eat better. Now, Alice has been very helpful to me over the many years we've been married. Uh, when I first got married, I love fried pork chops, fried hard. Fried pork chops, fried very hard and crispy. And uh, white rice and brown gravy. Now, that'll just take you to heaven. And it really will take you to heaven. All right, so... Um, so she, and I love fried chicken, I loved it crispy and dry, because that's the way my mother cooked it for me all my life. I came home one night for dinner and she had baked chicken. I'm like, what is this? I, I'm like, people, real people don't eat baked chicken. And so, um, but she started weaning me off a lot of bad habits. And, started getting me to eat better, and I've done so much better, and I've discovered something. The older you get, the better you eat, most of the time. Uh, but today, today something happened to me, and somebody created a desire in me that I should not have, should not have been created. Um, I went into the office to get a cup of coffee, and they got this, we, it wasn't there before, but there's a rack of different goodies, and there's a pack of Oreo cookies. I don't know who put them there. I I don't know if they actually would claim it was a God thing, but uh, it certainly wasn't. Um, discerning of spirits, I think it was a devil thing. All right, so anyway, uh, but I saw those Oreos, and Anna was in there, and and she left, and left off. I was the only one in there, and I looked down at them. I'm thinking about drinking that cup of coffee and thinking how good it might be with Oreo cookies. And I, I took the Oreos, but I was a little ashamed of myself, and I put them in my back pocket. Um, so as she wouldn't even know. And uh, she came back in, and I had to lean down, and I thought, surely she sees the outline in my back pocket of the Oreos. But, but uh, hopefully she didn't, but now I'm confessing it. And I went back to the office, and I sat there with a coffee, and, and I ate. I started eating them, and uh, they were pretty good. They were as good as I remember. Um, and I ate one, and I ate two. And then I, I thought I shouldn't eat anymore, but I ate three. And then I <laughs> ate four. Um, and I ate four of those, and I put the they put six of those in there. And I took the other two. I thought, I'm not going to eat them all. I'm going to be disciplined, and uh, I put them in a plastic bag, and I put them in my drawer for tomorrow. Uh, um, And um, I started feeling bad because all that sugar. Uh, I thought it'd be okay because the creamer was uh, without sugar. And so, but I started feeling bad, and I'm like, "This, this is crazy. All this sugar apparently is making me feel bad. So I took the cookies out, and I threw them away. And there was a little thought that dashed through my mind, well, they're, they're still in the trash can. And they, um, <laughs> but they created by this, just putting them there, they created a desire that caused me to do something. I wouldn't normally do, I, it goes into discipline, I know. But, uh, but desire means wanting to have something and wanting something to happen. Now, uh, I, should, I should go on, but I want to ask you something because I'm convinced of this. Um, I've said to people, and just listen to me through this, I've said to people, well, God, give you the desires of your heart. And the average Christian would say, no, I want God's desires. And I understand, and so I probably should change it and say, well, God, give you the desires of your heart that are, you know, not wrong. But I do believe something that God gives us desires in our own life that are not wrong, that were because of our makeup, because of the way we are, because of our culture, whatever. God gives us desires. And um, the more I thought about this, the more I I was convinced of it. In Psalm 20, verse 4, uh, one of the, the, the things I was listening to is listening to the Word the other day. It says, May he grant you according to your heart's desires and fulfill all your purposes. Wow. Uh, And so as I contemplated this, I'm like, wow, this um, this is amazing because God not only fills us with his desires, but then we have to operate or work, you know, just like the desire is resonant there for the gifts. But we have to move on that or act on that desire. In Matthew chapter 15, 28, there was a woman that came to Jesus and she had a severely demon-possessed daughter. And Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. I believe it's okay to say, may God meet all your desires that that are not of of wrong or sin, may God meet all your desires because God has placed desires within us and then there are those desires that uh, just because of who we are that are good. So anyway, let me go on, let me jump on and um, uh, talk about get into the gifts. A potential challenge to the gifts is not to abuse them or misuse them Uh, and uh, that has been the case in the church world, uh, off and on, and, and maybe it was innocently done in some cases, maybe not so innocent in others, but it's always been a challenge. In some of the gifts, prophecy, somebody starts being used, and then they become a, a somewhat dictatorial, and they expect people and every word that comes out of their mouth to be of God, and, uh, and it isn't. And so uh, so that can be a problem. Just because you receive a gift and you are used by God one time doesn't mean then that you become an expert in that gift. It's a humbling experience, not a, not a uplifting. Well, it, it lifts you up, but I'm not talking about pride entering in or us feeling like we've arrived. No, it, it humbles us to be used by God. So, and then there's another problem in the uh, that I've seen in the church world. In Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23, there are people that are used in the gifts, maybe to give an utterance in tongues, a public uh, manifestation of tongues in a, in a service or a group, um, or uh, to give a word of prophecy or whatever it may be, to be used of healings. And someone looks at their life and says, Wait a minute, wait a minute. And they look in Galatians chapter 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And they're like, do they have any of those? And so there's this uh, dichotomy of people thinking, okay, they, they're used over here in the gifts, but they don't have any fruit that we can see. And so let me tell you what I believe is more important. They're both important. But if I believe God would say, I'd rather you have the fruit than the gifts. Uh, That's what I believe the Spirit would say to us. So thank God for the gifts. They're necessary, needed. They're of God. They're for the profit of the church and individuals. But thank God for the fruit of the Spirit that God helps us to uh, when somebody gives a word of prophecy or somebody prays and that somebody's healed and we're like, whoa, that's incredible. Why aren't they kind? Why are they so mean? Does it take mean people to get somebody healed? And, and people are puzzled by that and, and they question what's going on when somebody is doesn't have fruit, but they got gifts. So we want the fruit and uh, maybe we should, you know, I, Hadn't said this in years, probably. Uh, Maybe we should go to somebody and say, what what do you see lacking in your life? If you're single, just get married. They'll probably tell you. All right, so uh, (laughs) Alice tells me, thank God. Thank God she's not held back. Thank God she's told me many things over the years. And uh, I'm better for it um, as a result. Okay, let's look at the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy. Um, A great gift. My goodness. It may include predictions of the future, but prophecy is intended um, basically to be uplifting, okay? Uh, f- let me say, Old Testament prophecy was more uh, foretelling, all right? Old Testament prophecy was more foretelling or the declaration of future events, uh, looking forward to the Messiah, um, prophesying what was going to happen if they didn't repent and, uh, and judgment was coming ahead. So prophecy in the Old Testament was more foretelling or uh, the direct declaration of future events. Now, in the New Testament, it's more forth, F-O-R-T-H. It's more forth telling, and it means to utter forth, to declare something. Which can only be known by divine revelation to declare the divine will and purpose of God to help others. So, prophecy today I, uh, is not about, thus saith the Lord, you're gonna burn in hell, you know? Uh, no, prophecy is a word of exhortation and comfort, uh, as the scripture tells us. So, prophecy, there's a, There's a big difference in this gifting in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, Let me read you Joel chapter two, verse twenty-eight and twenty-nine, and it says, "And afterwards, and afterwards, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons, your daughters will what? Prophesy. Your sons, your daughters will prophesy." Uh, maybe we should all start declaring our sons, our daughters are going to prophesy, amen, uh, and speak it over their lives. And even that is a word of prophecy from us. As we prophesy, they're going to prophesy and speak life over their children. And, and Peter, amazingly, Joel, all those many years ago, the Old Testament prophet he declared this that the in the afterwards the Holy Spirit was going to be poured out, and your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. And then when did it start? In Acts chapter 2, Peter says, according to Joel, and repeats what he said, and said, This is the beginning. And so from the time of Pentecost on. It's been the time of outpouring when sons and daughters should be prophesied or uttering forth the, the faith of God, the Word of God, the manifestation of the Spirit for others. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3 through 5. All right, let's read this. This is interesting, all right? Uh, and maybe it's been a little bit of confusion to you. But he who prophesies speaks, what? Edification exhortation, edification builds you up, exhortation, maybe there's some uh, clarifying in there or directives in there in exhortation, and comfort to men, all right, he who speaks in a tongue, now this is not talking about public uh, utterance in tongues, this right here is talking about personal prayer language. So, he who speaks in a tongue, in their personal tongue, language, edifies himself. And there's nothing wrong with that. But he who prophesies edifies the church. That may be at one time, or it may be individually going on after service, before service, in the altar, uh, throughout the building, all right, with people speaking life over somebody. And then Paul says, I wish you all spoke with tongues. You all spoke with tongues, Uh, meaning personal tongues, and yes, I believe public utterance of tongues, that is to be always followed by an interpretation. But even more, that you prophesy, for he who prophesies is greater. Now, let's back up here. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. I had a person tell me years ago, they said, oh, I, I don't want the lesser, I want the greater. I wanna be, be used in prophecy, I don't wanna, speaking in tongues is the lesser. And I'm like, oh my God, have mercy. Is anything of God the lesser? Of course not. So what is Paul saying? Paul is not saying if you prophesy, you're a greater person. He is saying that it is a greater thing for the people uh, here, individually, in groups. It's greater thing for them, for a person to prophesy and edify them, than even in that group for us to personally be edified ourselves by our own speaking in tongues. So, Uh, think about it. It's going to take you, you know, maybe readjusting some thought processes in your mind. He's not talking about somebody being greater. He's not talking about prophecy being greater. He's saying it's greater in that context, all right? It's greater in that context. And uh, then he says, uh, then he who speaks with tongues, and then look what he says, unless indeed he interprets. In other words, if somebody gives an utterance in tongues with an interpretation to a group of people, then that's equal to prophecy. That's what he's saying, that the church may receive edification. All right. Now, we'll come back to that in a little bit, but let's move on to discerning of spirits. Ooh, all right. Discerning of spirits. This gift, discerning spirits. Evil spirits, good God spirit, all right? So, the gift allows an individual to recognize good and evil spirits. Is the activity being encountered from God or demons? Now, uh, one of the great things that the devil likes to do is what? Deceive. He, is an, he appears as an angel of light, but he is a deceiver. So we have to be careful. Not become paranoid, but we have to be careful because What we might think is God might be deception. There was a young couple at my Bible college. Uh, One of them was married. This couple started ministering together and they became involved. Uh, They were approached by the administration in love and and, and, uh, basically saying, This is wrong. You got to stop this. And, And they're like, No, we feel God. We feel God when we are together. And I heard that. I'm like, yeah, they, they felt something, all right? They felt the devil himself. They've, I mean, that didn't take a genius to figure out what they felt. It wasn't this, pre- you know, comforting presence of the Holy Spirit. No, it was a demonic's presence portraying themselves as an angel of light. So we have to be very, very careful. And uh, we, don't, we don't go overboard on this. I'm not saying that, but... Um, Well, the light somehow dimmed on me. All right, so anyway, um, in uh, Acts chapter 13, uh, let me read to you verse 7, starting to read in verse 7, and this has to do with the discerning of spirits that Paul picked up on, and he says, who was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. That's interesting, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul, sought to hear the word of God. But Elimus, Elimus it is, Elimus, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood Paul, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Whoa. So here's Paul being called by the proconsul to speak and share testimony about Christ and the goodness of God and what God can do in a person's life to, that they needed salvation. And here is this, this person this sorcerer influenced by the spirit. I don't know if Paul knew he was a sorcerer, but he quickly discerned. He quickly discerned this man is operating under an evil spirit. Um, and so he said, then Paul, or Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, Oh full of all deceit and all fraud you son of the devil whoa you son of the devil now I don't you don't read something like that and say God let me let me be like that let me talk to somebody like that God I, I want to tell them you son of the devil you don't no you, you better you better be careful and you're not Paul either all right so anyway uh, but you can't be all right oh full of all deceit and all deception you son of the devil you enemy of all righteousness. And let me, let me say something else here. I hear people, Christians say, we're all God's children. Are you kidding me? We are not all God's children. Paul just told him. He's the son of the devil. <laughs> Jesus said, you are of your father the devil. Talking to the Pharisees, the religious leaders. Not everybody is a child of God. I know what you mean, but in reality, They are following the will of their father, the devil, a spirit of darkness. So, oh, uh, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now, indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Now, I know that sounds exciting, but don't get excited over stuff like that, all right? So, uh, you you operate in the spirit of love and uh, but when you you got somebody operating you you have to stand up to the devil, all right? So when the devil is coming against you in such a way, yes, you stand up, you discern this person is operating under the spirit of evil and you stand up against them. Then the proconsul, look what he look what it says. Believed what when he saw, he believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. See, these gifts are not only to edify believers, but to astound the unbeliever so that they are convicted and brought to Christ, all right? So that is a second operation of these gifts. And then, we've talked about it some already, but the gifts of tongues, the public utterance in tongues, this gift uh, has become somewhat controversy, controversial over the years. It's not the personal prayer language. It is the gift. Uh, God, use me in this gift, to Lord, to speak utterance by the Spirit that it will always be and or should always be interpreted. The 120 in the upper room received the personal prayer language. That was personal. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says it, all right? For he who speaks in a personal prayer language, tongue, does not speak to men. The public gift of tongues is the one speaking to men and women. Does not speak to men, but to who? God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Okay, the gift of tongues found in 1 Corinthians 12, 10 that we read earlier was for edifying others. It was to be interpreted, all right? Now, don't get bummed out. We don't become an expert the moment where we receive a gift from God and uh, are used by it the first time. Uh, I literally saw a college professor in Bible college. There was, uh, if I remember correctly, there was an utterance in tongues, and he stood up to give the interpretation, and he started and got two or three sentences. And you know what he did? He says, no, that's not what God has to say. And sat down. I'm like, oh, my Lord. I have never in my life seen anybody do anything like that. Most people would be like, I don't think this is God, but I'm pressing on now. I've already gotten in the middle of this stream, and I'm going for it. But... He literally thought, this is, no, I've I've missed it. I've missed it. And he'd probably been used greatly many times before, but this time he thought, I missed it. And he sat down and somebody else gave the interpretation. Wow. Paul says, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. But in verse 18 and 19 of 1 Corinthians 14, yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding, but that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. That's why when people come to the altar for prayer, people don't come down here and just speak in tongues over them. No, they come down here and talk to them and minister to them and find out what the problem is and and zero in on the issue at hand, all right? So, um, no, this is um, that was personal. Uh, and uh, the gift of tongues is only given as the Holy Spirit wills. It is something different. It is the speaking out in a group or, or a, a church congregation, all right? Um, and then he says something interesting. Interesting In 1 Corinthians 14, 27, are you still with me? I know it's getting a little All right, I got to wrap it up. God help me. I told you to pray for me, and you apparently haven't. All right, so 1 Corinthians 14, 27. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be but two or three at the most, each in turn, and let one interpret. Wow. Uh, That was never practiced when I was growing up in church. But literally, Paul is saying two or three people can give an utterance or the gift in uh, tongues publicly, and one can interpret and then uh, let me just give you a scripture on the gift of interpretation of tongues. I think the explanation is self explanatory. Uh, this is God given ability to speak out in a known language what has been spoken in an unknown language publicly as the gift of tongues. All right? It is the interpretation, not a word for word translation. Okay, but the Bible says if there's no interpreter, let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God. Um, Let me tell you how important these can be by a simple illustration. Um, When I was in Bible college, I had not been saved that long and um, I was far from sanctified. Even though I was at Bible college, I'm, I, I, I never did some things others did, but I certainly did enough wrong in my life. And even after coming to Christ, I was certainly not perfect. But I get to Bible college, and uh, I only went there for one semester to get away from a girl. Um, and um, I, I go to a 7.30 class in the morning. The professor is late. And in this Bible college, was, this was so new to me, that we always sang a chorus and prayed. Uh, I had gone to a college back home, and we certainly didn't pray in there. But I got in there, and the professor was late. That was a God thing. Um, he didn't show up. For, it was like 15, 20 minutes. And so we started singing. And I can remember exactly to this day where I was sitting on a little desk, And there was a girl about, uh, I don't know, three, four feet from me in another row. And all of a sudden, she started giving a word, a prophecy. And this word of prophecy was basically, I'm calling you. You are like a clump of coal. And when I heard that, it, Pierce my soul, because I knew I was like a clump of coal. But he's, that prophecy went on to say, but I'm going to mold you, shape you, fashion you, and some other descriptive things that doesn't come to mind. But I'm going to fashion you into a diamond. This is not real. Um, <laughs> but fashion you into a diamond. And when I heard that, I could hardly seem like breathe. It was like, oh God, oh God, I don't want to be a preacher. I do not. All the preachers I know are poor, and I've been poor all my life. I don't want to be a preacher. But that word... It was a word of prophecy that a girl in Bible college had. And she spoke out that morning. And to this day, I guarantee you, she has no clue what her word did. She has no clue. She just obeyed God and did it. She may have walked away thinking, I don't know if that was God or not. She may have. If she wasn't that mature in the Lord, she probably did. And the devil probably said to her, that, that meant well, was nothing. What, what were you doing? I wish I'd found her later and told her. But I was that piece of coal. And still I've got a ways to go, I can tell you. I haven't reached where I know God wants me. But when she said, but God's going to shape you, fashion you. See, I didn't focus on this part. I focused on this, where I was. But I couldn't get away from the fact that this is what God wanted to do. And let me just say to all of you here in this building, you may feel just like I did that day, you may feel like this. You may feel like, oh God, I've tried before, it didn't, it just didn't. Work. Oh God, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm gonna squeeze in the door of heaven. I know I am, because I just feel like this. God's got a plan for your life. See, God already sees you as this. And coal, do you realize that coal makes this? This is where diamonds is here, from pressure and fire and all, mostly pressure. Maybe you feel like all my life has been a pressure cooker. Let God make this out of your life. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.